0: Now, if there's one thing you can be sure of, it's that nothing is more powerful than a young boy's wish. Except an Apache helicopter. An Apache helicopter has machine guns and missiles. It is an unbelievably impressive complement of weaponry. An absolute death machine. Welcome back to Painting Helicopters. It's me, Apache Adam, along with Mr. 8-Bit Ray.
1: Holy shit, you gave yourself a handle?
0: You gave me the handle.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah, that's a good handle. I like it. Let's blow some shit up this week.
0: Yeah, so to start with, I'm going to start bitching about this DC Online. You know the online game?
1: No, oh, the online game? The one that was on PlayStation and Xbox
0: and all that? Yeah, so it's on the PC as well. I was looking for something free to play because, you know, I'm cheap. And Mm -hmm. that come up recommended. An hour and a half later, after trying to install it and it just not accepting it, running it in compatibility mode for Windows 8 because it's old. fucking things still aren't starting, dude. Yet they're quick enough to ask me to fucking pay for the premium content. I can't even get the free content to work.
1: Yeah, if you want uh, more of the item slots and things like that then you have to pay for it. It's fucking ridiculous, and it's not even that great of a game. You know what it reminded me of? Because we talked about it last week, kind of, sort of, when we had everybody on here, was The Matrix. Um, The Matrix Online. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Like an open-world superhero game. Yeah, and I don't mind that,
0: dude. And I don't mind, like, paying a little bit to keep it running. But if it ain't loading up, my PC's, like, custom-built, made for gaming, and it's not loading, are you taking the fucking piss?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if they stop supporting it, then
0: I no, that's don't know like a, They had like a release like four or five days ago for the Batman anniversary. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely still supporting it. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I played it a couple of years ago. I didn't enjoy it, so I left.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to see what it was about, to be honest. The Marvel one looks like a really poor concept because everyone's the same character and you're just running around or looking the fucking same. So I was like, fuck that, let me try DC. But no, back to Warcraft, I go.
1: (laughs) No, DC, they don't really do their games right. Marvel does good games, though. Uh, I appreciate, you know, when they put out Ultimate Alliance uh, 1 and 2, those were epic. And uh, uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming out in a couple months for the Switch. So I can't wait for that and to eventually get a Switch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i really want to switch but apparently it's for kids so i have to bite my daughter and then it is,
1: it is not it, it is for people our age don't let do not let you know society dictate to you what's for kids and what isn't well, okay because i the will control
0: pad dictates it's for kids have you seen the size of it no it's fucking tiny dude
1: hm. like like worse than like a wii controller no, is my daughter's eight,
0: and it fits in her hand perfectly.
1: Oh hell no! Yeah, no, dude. I need some. I need something big and bulky, like a like a game gear.
0: Yeah, like the Xbox controllers have always been my favorite out of the uh, console controllers.
1: Which one? Because there were different uh, versions of it.
0: Dude, I you I want like um, an Xbox 360 pad on my PC, just because it's where I feel most comfortable.
1: Okay. So, which, which version of the Xbox controller? Because when it initially launched, it had this big, bulky, fat bitch of a controller, and they yeah, call it the Duke. Big. Yeah, way too big. And the mapping of the buttons didn't really make sense to me, but when they switched it up and came to the smaller controller, for it was more for uh, FPS players that played Halo and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it got smaller and a lot more comfortable. So, you can still buy the Duke Actually, for uh, Xbox One, they're putting the Duke out again. They're going to re-release the controller of the Duke for the uh, the Xbox
0: One. Oh, no. I'm using the one after the Duke, and uh, I have done for years. And I'll keep replacing that controller because it's where I'm most comfy. It fits great. It is really good for first-person shooters. Um,
1: yeah, it was pretty much made for it. It's called the Pro. I think that's what they ended up calling it. I call it the smaller version.
0: I just call it the Xbox Pad. It's just the one I relate to Xbox. I'm not a big fan of the Xbox One pad.
1: Mm. I don't own an Xbox One. I'm a P- I'm a PlayStation guy. You know, I've been for a couple of years. You know, I uh, I own six Xbox 360s. And after the sixth one, uh, someone said, "Hey, you want to trade up for a PlayStation?" I said, "Yes, sir," and I would never look back.
0: I've been a PC gamer for like the last six or seven years. I just kind of buy a console for the um. My mind's gone blank for the exclusives. I bought it for the exclusives, kind of like for mm-hmm. Spider Man and um, Gods of War and all that stuff. Mhm.
1: Yeah, PC's uh it's it's a good gaming system, especially if you want the resolution and stuff like that. But I need a controller in my hand, man. I know you can get adapters and you know controllers for the PC, but I need. I'm a console guy. I don't like to have to update my sound card and my graphics card and all that shit. One and done, baby. Once a generation. Well, not these days, but you know, once every five years, I get a new console and I'm good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I probably update my PC once every eight years, but when I do, I always spec it out so it's future proof up until probably halfway through the next gen when the next big graphics card drops, and then I'll just rebuild a system. So, probably yeah. if you start looking at the price of consoles, it probably evens out to about the same amount over the, that time period.
1: Right, I just can't imagine playing first-person shooters on a PC. Like, I see people on Twitch doing it all the time. I, I just, I, I couldn't do it. It's no, just, I just, um, it's,
0: if you get a USB-controlled Xbox pad, you can just plug it straight into the USB port and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, that's how I play my emulators. When yeah. I when I play the Nintendo games, I just plug the, the 360 controller right into the, uh, the computer, it reads it, and I can play it like that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I do. The only problem is then, like, uh, the online gameplay... It's not as populated as obviously the PlayStation or Xboxes, which can become really pissing and frustrating.
1: Yeah, and it's really hard to uh, well, it's not really hard, but to upgrade the uh, the memory in a PlayStation, you know, you can get the terabyte drives, but you know they they only come standard at like what uh, five hundred gigs now, and that ain't shit. Like if you get Red Dead Redemption two, your entire hard drive is essentially gone. You got to start deleting games just to have that one game. And I get it if you're not playing the games, but if you are, then I feel bad for you.
0: Yeah, and it's a fucking nightmare to upgrade on a PS four. My mind's going blank, dude. It's the time of day. It's messing with me, man. So what you been up to, Ray? <laughs> Tell me some shit. What you been doing?
1: Uh well, over the week I have been attempting to cause I was telling you I was I was playing the emulators, and for the last thirty years. I have been trying to defeat Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's punch out. I still can't get it. And, and I know there's tricks like he winks at you when he's about to punch you and whatnot. I, my brain cannot comprehend taking down Mike Tyson. And it frustrates me because I've, I've lost the peak, man. Once you turn 18 years old, your gaming peak is, it goes downhill from there and I'm 34 now. So I put on a lot of years and I'm still trying to beat this one game.
0: <laughs> he's still going on it really
1: yes I actively try to beat Mike Tyson I'll pull it out maybe once every couple of months and try to beat it I mean you're talking to a guy that beat Battletoads on the Nintendo okay I I just can't comprehend I beat Double Dragon with a friend okay you know how impossible that is or, or Double Dragon 3 I'm sorry with a friend you know how impossible that is I've done it But I cannot, for the life of me, defeat Mike Tyson. And it frustrates me to all hell because I'm super good at punch-out. But I can't beat Tyson. It's a curse.
0: (laughs) You'll get there one day and you'll probably have a fucking heart attack because of how excited Uh, you are.
1: Probably. That's going to be how I go.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to go, really. It's probably in the top five.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean I I have newer games, you know, I'm I'm playing Apex Legends a lot and uh you know, I'll dabble into Overwatch, I'll go back every once in a while, but sometimes you just need to go back and rediscover your roots. You need to go back and play some emulators or classic games cuz like I have the the Mega Man games. Uh they're all on my PS4 and I I play them on there. But sometimes, you know, battle toads and things like that aren't on the current gen or ps3 or any of the previous gens so you got to get the emulators sad to say and that's the only way you can play them
0: i'm looking at doing a uh, abe's odyssey again but the remake i want to play the high def one i never played that ah, when it came out
1: very cool abe's odyssey was a good time it was a very odd game
0: but that's it was everybody a good liked it though right i mean it was ahead of its time in like the mind control like the way you could take over of a of a you well not users but other characters within the game the meat factory levels legendary yep
1: yes it is an underrated playstation gem is what abe's odyssey was
0: yeah dude proper another one do you remember this is a terrible game but for some reason it sticks in my mind it was ps2 and it was true crime streets of la did you ever play that
1: yeah, yeah it was a great game
0: you like that game it was a proper gta yep. ripoff
1: It was, but you know what, in a gaming market that's over flooded, you need variety, so I don't mind it, so when you get a Call of Duty and then you get a Battlefield and you get a Medal of Honor, I like a little bit of variety in my genre, so I'll take what I can get and I'll stick with the one that works best for me.
0: Yeah, Sleeping Dogs was another one, I love Sleeping Dogs.
1: Yep, Watch Dogs, Yakuza, a lot of the open world games are really a lot of fun.
0: I'm actually playing Watch Dogs 2 at the moment, that's the game I'm playing back through.
1: It's a very cool game, man. They, yeah, it, I like they, it. Again, though,
0: because I'm online on a PC, the, it's really, really dead. Like, There's probably two or three players on at any given point. So when you're trying to do an online mission that needs more than one person, you're sitting around for ages waiting for somebody to sign in.
1: Yeah, I had that problem with the... What was it? Dragon Ball Z... Was it Raging Blast? Or Yeah, I think it was that. When I had it a long time ago. And there was like two people online. So... Yeah, I I know the struggle.
0: It happens, man. I mean, but the gameplay is good. The graphics are great. Uh, I liked Watch Dogs 1. I think they made a massive improvement on Watch Dogs 2.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: We've gone quiet, Ray. What's going on? Why have we gone quiet?
1: Well, I didn't play Watch Dogs 2. I did play the first Watch Dogs, and I enjoyed what I played. And I thought it was a really cool concept but I don't think that the gameplay execution was what it could have been or even what they advertised.
0: Yeah, so Watch Dogs 2, they've tried to make up for that a little bit. They've got like a section where there's a 3D printer so you can print your own guns and then kind of just run around and shoot. Things. There's a lot more action in number two. But it mm-hmm. I don't like the way they've set it up. So the way they've set it up is um, you have to earn points to unlock storyline missions and you earn those points by doing cooperative missions online Mm -hmm. so that's cool because you're running around shooting shit all the time and you're entertained but when there's nobody else online you're kind of just sitting in a car waiting for somebody to turn up it's like a (laughs) (laughs) drive-by
1: you've been spending too much time in la whenever you come to america you go to la
0: yeah la is my place dude that's the best place in the world
1: I've never been there. I hope to get there one day.
0: I'm there again soon. I'm there pretty much every time I get a chance. It's the sunshine, dude. I've got friends there, but it's the sunshine, and there's so much to do. Plus, you're from Baltimore, so you can't really go outside in Baltimore because you're going to get shot.
1: (laughs) Uh, 90% accurate. Yeah, I mean, there's good parts of Baltimore, but uh, most of it's just trash. The only thing I ever saw
0: from Baltimore was The Wire.
1: The Wire was amazing. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I kind of did this thing, uh, man, it was probably about, year 15 years ago i want to say maybe maybe a little less maybe 12 13 years um i put up all the filming locations of the wire and i went around in my car taking pictures of all the set locations that can be seen in the show i went into some really fucking bad neighborhoods to get a picture man
0: <laughs> dude i did it for friday you know the movie friday oh yeah Dude, I the drove Compton? to um yeah, I drove to South uh wait, Central LA now, isn't it? They got rid of South Central. But I drove to the liquor store in there just to take a picture standing in front of it in the middle of the fucking ghetto. I drove through Crenshaw just because of boys in the hood. Very cool. Well, it was, but it was fucking like lucky doors and look straightforward sort of thing. <laughs> uh,
1: there's actually places in Baltimore where you need an escort. You have to have somebody from that neighborhood. To escort you through that part of Baltimore, it's what? fucking crazy. What? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah,
0: you see, dude. Nah, fuck yeah. that. That's why I'm not going to Baltimore. I don't care how good the comic shops are there. I'm just not going. <laughs>
1: the comic shops are way far away from that. the The comic shops are actually in the good parts.
0: Yeah, but so. I've still got to fly into Baltimore, learn what the bad parts are, whilst not going through them. <laughs>
1: It's not that hard to get to navigate. I'll, I'll make a map for you and just mark it red for where you need to avoid.
0: So what? There's going to be like one straight line What's not red?
1: Essentially, yes.
0: Yeah, nah. I'm not doing it, dude. I'll come to wherever you are now, but there's no fucking chance I'm going to Baltimore. Same as I'm you never wanna... going to Detroit.
1: I oh. uh, actually was going to go to Detroit. Uh, no, it was Chicago. Sorry, it was Chicago.
0: That's just Detroit. as bad, dude.
1: Uh, I was going to go there for All In last year, but tickets sold out in 29 seconds or whatever the hell it was. That was God
0: watching over you, keeping you alive so we can continue this podcast.
1: I was going to drive out there. I wasn't even going to fly because I've never driven that far into the Midwest and I kind of wanted to do it. But unfortunately, tickets sold out in 29 minutes, so there was no chance of that.
0: I fucking hate flying. Hate it with a passion, man. And every flight I do is going to be like 12, 13 hours long.
1: Yeah, because you got to cross the Atlantic, man. How do you think the people on the Titanic felt?
0: Dude, the the flight path is a joke. It can go a straight line and will be good. But no, it goes from here to over Ireland, over fucking... It basically goes towards the fucking North Pole, over Canada, and then back into America. Like, it adds... Like, like coming back, it's actually nearly three hours quicker because it just goes across America... Over the fucking Rockies, into the Atlantic, straight over Wahome.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's got to be some kind of regulations or something. They probably have to do that.
0: Yeah, because of the flight pass crossing. But, dude, like, when you're on a flight to LA and then you look at the map and you're over the Hudson Bay in Canada, you don't think you're on the right fucking plane.
1: <laughs> That's because you're in Canada. Canada is the devil.
0: They're they think they invented something. Nice,
1: they think they invented hockey. That's my only gripe with them. I think it's great what they got going for them up there, but uh, they thought they invented hockey.
0: They did invent yeah. hockey?
1: No, they did not. Hockey was invented on a lake in Michigan. It was near Canada, but it was not in Canada, but the Canadians will dispute it.
0: I'm sorry, but Emilio Estevez is the guy that invented hockey.
1: I honestly believe that.
0: Okay, dude. <laughs>
1: mighty like, ducks 2 i love I love the first mighty ducks the second mighty ducks uh is godly i can watch it anytime it's one of my feel-good movies
0: yeah dude number two is the best one it's one of the only times where a sequels beat the original
1: you know i still get goosebumps when uh when they're doing the shootout because i think it's like so fucking awesome and i always thought it was the most awesome part as a kid and whenever she catches the puck and then tosses it up and then it hits the ice i, I still get goosebumps
0: it's happening, Keenan on there, dude, from Keenan and Cal doing the knuckle puck.
1: Yeah, the knuckle puck.
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen number three, Mighty Ducks 3?
1: I did when they were in, like, a prep school. Yeah, it was kind of like a college, but, it, yeah. It, that, was it that was the money grab. That
0: was the money grab.
1: And it's funny because the trailer, I remember it, because they put Emilio Estevez in the trailer, and you're like, oh, shit, Emilio's coming back. Nah, he came back and talked, like, three lines, and then it was gone.
0: Cause ducks fly together, and that yeah, was it. That's all did. he fucking said. Hans was in the movie more than fucking Gordon.
1: Do you remember what spawned out of the Mighty Ducks? They had a, a Mighty Ducks cartoon. You remember that?
0: No, I don't remember this.
1: Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you it on. Uh, I'll send you a link. Yeah, there was a Mighty Ducks cartoon. Not, not like they were just like duck superheroes in hockey masks.
0: No, don't. So think, no. Like,
1: so think like Ninja Turtles, but or it might have been a movie. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a show. It was a movie. But they were ducks, like crime-fighting hockey ducks, with the hockey mask on.
0: Did they actually rename the Anaheim team to the Ducks because of that movie?
1: Uh yes.
0: That was a smart yes. move. That was a very, very smart move.
1: They did. They are when Anaheim first got a team, they were called the Mighty Ducks based on the movie. And, and a lot of that had to do with, uh, I think it was universal. Yeah, no, no, it was Disney. I'm sorry. It was Disney. Disney owned the rights to the arena. They owned the, the, not the arena, but the land that the arena was built on. So the team was called the mighty ducks. And then when all that, the fad, you know, the popularity of the mighty ducks ended, they're like, yeah, well, we kind of don't want to call your losing team, the mighty ducks anymore. So now you're just the, you're just Anaheim ducks. That's it. So originally, they when they first started as a hockey team, they had the Mighty Ducks jerseys. They had the the logo, like the jerseys that you saw at the end of uh, Mighty Ducks Two.
0: Yeah, they bought that it was back their... for this season, didn't they? For the twenty year anniversary.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice seeing it, but I don't miss it.
0: Because Disney, like obviously, there's a Disneyland in Anaheim, so it makes sense that they pushed it that way.
1: It does. And plus Disney owned it. So it, it really did make sense.
0: And Disneyland in Anaheim for anybody who's listening is fucking awesome, but don't go on space mountain. It will be a mistake. It will not be nice. Don't do it. It's just not worth it. Why is that? Because it's fucking horrible. Why would you put yourself through that? I don't know. I like so, the funny story. So a we're in, um, <laughs> we're in Disneyland and I'm with my friend's wife, um, Obviously, I've known her. She's come over here a few times to visit. We speak on uh, social media and stuff. So there's me, uh-huh. my wife, my daughter, and my friend's wife. And we've done the whole park. We've got there an opening. It's fucking, it's like 100 degrees. I'm dying. It's too hot. And we're coming towards the end of the afternoon before we go and chill out and wait for the fireworks show. And she's like, oh, hey, let's go and do Space Mountain. I'm like, okay, is it bad? She's like, no. Anyway, we've waited in the queue, and I keep saying, I've got a feeling this is going to be the worst ride of the day. <laughs> she, she's like, no, it's fine. It's a kid's theme park. How bad could it be? I'm like, okay. How bad could it be? Bearing in mind, this is at Halloween as well, so you'll understand as I further digress. We get mm-hmm. to the queue. We put my daughter in with m- my wife, and I sit next to my friend's wife, and she just looks at me stone cold and said, by the way, I lied to you. This ride is scary as fuck, and then we just go, (laughs) and we go up into this pitch black, just going up and up and up. Now, usually, this is going to be where you see the stars, and you're flying through space, and it's an experience. No, fuck that. We had to be there the day before Halloween. There was fucking haunted lanterns flying at us, fucking demons (laughs) everywhere. We're fucking flying through. Man, it was horrible. I'll send you the picture that got took. You know when they take that picture? yeah i'll send you that picture in fact it's going to be the artwork for this fucking episode dude it was (laughs) one of the worst experiences of my life my daughter was screaming i just couldn't formulate words i was like why the fuck would you bring me on here man so if you ever take your kids to disneyland and they're being Mm -hmm. annoying put them on that ride and wait for them to come off they'll be great afterwards
1: fantastic that's parenting 101 right there dude it was fucking horrible See, we're not just about, you know, pop culture podcasting. We are parenting podcasting as well.
0: So what you want to do when your child keeps crying is stop spoiling the little motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Put that bitch on Space Mountain.
0: Yes, yeah, for real, dude, man. That shit was fucking I think that should be classed as abuse, dude.
1: <laughs> abuse for the parent and the child.
0: Like, I'm a grown man and I did not enjoy that. That was not fun. <laughs> I was and this very isn't sad. Disney. Yeah, dude. I remember screaming. I flew seven thousand miles for this bullshit. <laughs> 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 However, I did get to meet Boba Fett, Chewie, and Darth Vader, and get pictures with them all shortly after this. So maybe it was worth uh, it.
1: That's very cool. I'm envious. Uh, uh, they built the um, what is it? The uh, Star Wars Disneyland, whatever it is.
0: So it was it was they, they, being built when I was there, and it's actually the sole reason I'm going back next year.
1: Very very cool. I'd love to. I'd love to do that myself.
0: Well, you know, as you notice, I'm going in August next uh, 2020. Ah, there's your notice. Nice. We can meet up. We can get some really good food, and we can get scared shitless.
1: Ah, there we go. Now you're talking. Should I fly the helicopter?
0: Yeah, please. Could you pick me up along the way? And then what we'll do is we'll hover and all we'll jump out and just let the helicopter fly somewhere and crash.
1: Very cool. If it's a Google helicopter, I'm pretty sure it'll fly itself.
0: Well, but then we Until can take it. Lose. Well, this depends. I might not be living in the UK at that point, but people yeah. listening don't need to know this shit.
1: Nah, you don't need to know anything about our personal lives nah. unless it's uh, about eating a
0: pepper and... Sugar dicks.
1: Sugar, sugar dicks, Yeah. Yeah, that got real personal last week, didn't it?
0: That was funny <laughs> as fuck.
1: People are still talking about it. Oh, dude. You the sugar dick you the sugar dick guy? Yeah, I'm the sugar <laughs> dick guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was shoving this dick in and out of my mouth relentlessly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gave me some entertainment all fucking week, that has dude.
1: Uh I'm surprised it wasn't your ringtone. Hang on, i, I got to take this call. i, I got to take this call. I was shoving this dick in and out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man.
0: So, yeah, Oof. after that episode, man, like, I messaged you, didn't you know, I found a new comic shop. That was awesome, dude. The comic shop's ace. It's just a bit of a drive and then a bit of a walk. What's up?
1: What's it called? Because I was looking up comic shops in your area to kind of look around for you to see if anybody did like the online pool box and shit like that.
0: So it's called Nostalgia.
1: Nostalgia. Is is that one in London?
0: No, it's in Birmingham. Okay. I'm 300 miles away from London. Fuck would I drive to London to go to a fucking (laughs) comic store? I can't
1: blame you I I got a problem driving 30 miles to it so yeah I, I feel you on that
0: I think it was about it's about six miles drive and then probably a mile walk because it's in like a city so you have to park and then walk through and but um it was like two floors one floor was like memorabilia so you've got the clothing all the the pop Funko Pop figures, then you've Mm -hmm. got, like, all the limited edition Monopolies and all that shit, and then you go upstairs and there's just thousands of fucking comics, dude. So I was in there for, like, an hour and 30 minutes just digging through all the, um, like, all the boxes, trying to, yeah, dude, and then getting some of the newer issues and then put my orders in for next month. I was, fuck, I was like a kid in a candy shop.
1: I know. I know that feeling. It's the best feeling in the world. Ugh. I love it so much. Back issuing, like, I still get my newer books. Yeah. They show up on my doorstep once a month because I do the online pool box. So all my shit gets shipped right to my door. I ain't got to deal with nobody. I like that. Uh, when I was in Baltimore, though, I had my pool box at uh, Collector's Corner, which is my favorite comic shop in all the world. All the world. And um, they never they never screwed up my my pool one time, but I, I've done other comic shops since I've moved and they kept screwing it up. So I said, fuck it. I'm doing online ordering and I get a big discount because my pool list is so large. So, you know, 20, 30% off, I'm, I'm all about it. So that's what I do now. But back issuing is there's nothing like it. There's no, I'm never in a happier place than when I'm back issuing, when I'm digging through boxes and I look down and my hands are almost black. That's how I know I've had a good day.
0: Yeah, Back issue is the best. When you find that one that you've probably been looking for for about three or four years and it completes the set and it's like, it's better than sex, dude. You get that same release. You're like, oh, my yep. precious. So, Yeah, I've had plenty of those.
1: <laughs> plenty of those uh, moments. Uh, I've seen books that would make me kind of maybe want to throw up and shit at the same time. It was pretty interesting because I got <laughs> I got I got so excited. I'm like Ugh! I
0: didn't
1: know which end it was coming out of, but yeah. But uh, they're in my collection now, so it's all good.
0: It happens, dude. Like um, I'm I told you I'm collecting the uh, Green Arrow. Run at the minute, the Rebirth.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed. I had the uh, the first maybe nine issues of that.
0: So I bought 17 not- issues, one to 17, plus a variant issue while I was in that.
1: DC does good variants. I I do enjoy their variants. Did you hear about the variants they're doing for the upcoming deceased? No. They're doing horror movie covers. So you're going to have like Freddy Krueger, like Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know, things like that. So uh, Tom Taylor tweeted it out yesterday that they're going to be releasing these. So very cool. I just hope that they don't do like 26, you know, variant covers for one issue. I'm hoping that it's spaced out per issue. Kind of like what they did with the movie covers. I, I really enjoy the movie covers. So I'm hoping it's the same
0: deal. I'll be down to get them. I, I love the variants as well. The only thing is with the variants is if you get like, um, you know when you get like the ones that like you got variants A to D and the like variant C is the most rare one. And then yep. on, on the first day of like being released, they're still like four or five books. And then a week later, they're like fucking $90.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually have a couple of those. Um, I have a sketch variant, uh, for, um, uh, geez, what the hell's his name? Oh, uh, I'm going to kick my own ass for this one. But anyway, I, I'll remember the name in like 10 minutes. Uh, but I have a sketch variant of his. I bought it for a buck cause it was in like a bargain bin. We couldn't get rid of it. It was like 80% off or something. So I got it for like a buck more than happy to oblige. And now it's like a $80 book, so I'm pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah, there's fuck loads of sketch variants that go for, like, ridiculous money. A lot of the Deadpool sketch variants are, like, ridiculously priced now. And I passed them up when they first got released because I didn't think they'd do much. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I see them for, like, $60 each, and I was like, fuck, I could have had the whole set for, like, 12 bucks.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of issues that I kicked myself in the ass because I dropped off of comics for a long time, like a lot of years. And then, uh, and I can tell you the day that we got back into comicing like hardcore, it was okay. So we went and saw the original, um, Avengers movie. We did, the, we did the Avenger thon. So we saw Iron Man all the way up to Avengers. We were in the theater for almost, almost 15 hours. And we did that, and then we woke up the next morning, and we looked at each other, and you know, we didn't want to watch any movies. Like, what do you want to do? You go to flea market and look for some comics? All right. And that started uh, a downfall, <laughs> a snowball effect. So it started with a couple comics, and now it's long boxes upon long boxes. It's quite crazy. I have no closet space or floor space in my house, so it's bad.
0: <laughs> Does the wife get angry?
1: no because she has boxes as well
0: oh you see that's when it's fair man no one can moan.
1: yeah i know uh she didn't originally read comics when we first got together but she saw me reading them and i guess she was like well i like reading books these have pictures why not you know so i got her into that and she's been collecting ever since nothing as cool as me but uh decent stuff
0: like what what why is it not as cool as you
1: because she's, like, really into, like, Harley Quinn, like most girls are these days, and, um, you know, Wonder Woman, and, you know, kind of a stereotypical fan. But me, you know, I, I'm jumping up and down because I found first appearance of, of Tombstone. Fuck yeah! Nobody remembers Tombstone, unless you watch the Spider-Man the Animated Series. Then you wouldn't no, remember, I don't remember Tombstone. Tombstone. He was, like, the gray-skinned guy with, like, the jagged teeth and, like, the crop top wore a black shirt you know and i was super duper excited i'm like this is like a two dollar book but it's uh like it's worth like two three dollars or some shit but to me it's priceless I-, I love the b-villains you know just yeah so yeah that's my thing i like the b-villains
0: <laughs> sorry it's just the way you uh yeah uh i like the b-villains
1: yeah, I, I really do, and the C and the D. I, I like the cheap uh, villain of the week that they used to do in Marvel all the time, like like Stilt and El Jaguar, <laughs> just dumb fucking villains like that. I love. Who do you and think? the
0: best? Um, what do you think is the best run at the moment for Marvel?
1: Uh, oh, from Marvel, Uncanny X Men. I am absolutely adoring it, and I had my doubts, but. It's lived up to my expectations, and I couldn't be happier with it. So kudos to uh, what is it? Uh, is it Bryson that writes it, or I can't remember his name. It starts with a B, and uh, Matt Rosenberg is also on the book, and it's it's an incredible book so far. And it, I think it's only 14 issues in, but it's quite phenomenal.
0: I think the last run I followed with Marvel before I moved over to Image, and now I'm leaning DC. I'll go through phases, but um, the last run I read was uh, Thor God of Thunder, which I think was like a 50, 60 print run.
1: God of Thunder, I'm trying to think of it. I didn't really follow Thor that closely. Never was was really a big Thor guy. I was like a better Ray Bill guy. I always like better Ray Bill more than Thor.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough.
1: But but I will say this, okay? Uh, Jack Kirby, when when he was drawing for Marvel, there's nothing like a Kirby cover. There's nothing that makes me feel more alive than a Kirby cover. So when you see these old uh, Thor issues, I'm not I'm not the hugest Thor guy in the world, but to see a Kirby drawn Thor uh, drawn Thor. Take my money it's amazing (laughs) i would say the second best drawn thorn would be uh maybe walt simonson i I thought that he did a really good job so but yeah uh but kirby art forever forever
0: let me see who done is i'm gonna google it now because i enjoyed it it was a good run um Mm -hmm. it was long some of it was a bit long. like some of it was a bit pointless they were just filling out uh issues Mm-hmm. But, but the variants on it were fucking brilliant. Let me have a look. For God of Thunder, who was the artist? Uh, yeah, it should pop right up.
1: So while Adam's looking that up, I'm going to give you guys a couple more recommendations. Uh, mainly, this one just ended. It's a 12-issue limited run. And if you're a fan of the Old Man universe, like Old Man Logan, uh, Old Man Hawkeye is for you. I I highly recommend it. Love it love the beginning middle end. it all made sense and then it led into the the last thing you see is kind of like it leads into old man logan so it's kind of a prequel so very cool um and it also sets up and i think this is what they're going to do next you know don't quote me but if if they do do it quote me um they're going to set up old man daredevil and i think that could be really really cool and I've also recommended Uncanny X-Men. That's amazing. Um, Image side, I would say The Realm. I always recommend The Realm and uh, Oblivion Song. Always. Uh, what else? The East of West for Image. Uh, even though Hickman's now going back to Marvel, I don't know how that's going to affect um, his deal with East of West, or if it'll, you know, interfere with it. Not sure. Uh, but we'll see what goes, what, what happens.
0: So this was and, done um, by um Aaron Ribich, and Savorsina. Okay, those okay. are the three I, I, that worked on them.
1: The problem with Thor is that there's so many different ones. Like you, like there's the regular uh, Thor. There's there's Journey into Mystery. There's uh, Thor, uh, Thor of Asgard. There's uh, there's so many different Thor titles. Um, and then, what's the other one? What's the one with the, the chick Thor uh, that had Jane as Thor? I can't remember what it was called. Wife remembers. She has the whole run.
0: Of course she does.
1: Eh, chick thing. You got me. So <laughs> so I said about the horror variants earlier, right? Uh, are you going to be collecting the deceased, which is going to be essentially DC zombies?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm getting all of them.
1: Okay okay very cool uh, Tom Taylor is writing it and and if you ask my co-host Sean in Tom we trust so <laughs> there you go so it's already on the pool list it's it's recommended I think it drops uh, I want to say a month from now I can't remember the exact date but it's coming soon and I can't wait so and Batman 1000 drops uh, next week I want to say next Wednesday
0: yeah that's going to be a key key issue long term.
1: It's like it's like a fucking like 8 or 10 dollar book. It's fucking it's up there but you know what people are going to pay for it? They're going to buy all the variants. They're you know, they're going to do it. It's a money maker, man. Batman 1000. I mean, do you know how much Batman 500 goes for?
0: No. How much is that going for? Eh, like a dollar? Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. I'll say yeah. it's no money maker then.
1: I probably have about three copies of it just because I also have, you know, it's funny because somehow these things fall into my lap and, and I like to like save comics. like, if I, if if I see that, you know, I want to give them to a good home, you know, so I'm not always trying to turn a profit. So I'll buy these things to like, for like giveaways and stuff like that, which we're eventually going to do in the future, me and you. Um, So, I have eight copies of Generation X number one. Don't ask why. I don't even know why. <laughs> I just think the cover is really dope. It's got like that chrome looking cover. And and I love it. And I have like eight copies of it. I just... Every time I see it, I have to buy it because it's like a quarter or it's 50 cents. I'm like, what's well, 50 cents? Fuck it.
0: See, this is the problem, man. Even if I have drive up to this comic store, I've only got that one selection So, I am limited to like eBay prices. Now, sometimes you can get a good deal on eBay if you wait until the last minute and snipe somebody's uh, auction. But usually Uh. it's on a buy it now and you're paying through the nose for a back issue that's probably never going to make it. Look, I don't collect to make money, I collect because I want to read them. I don't buy like CGC copies or graded copies of anything, I buy readers. But at the same time. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just bitching.
1: I did send a killing joke first printing and it came back a 9.6. I did have one CGC book, but the CGC are such assholes. Their customer service is garbage like they had my book for eight months. The turnaround was three months. They had my book for almost eight months. And I'm just like, where's my book? Where's my book? And then they're like, we're, we're processing your request. So it took me about, I don't know, maybe about a month to get a hold of somebody to figure out where the fuck my book was. And they're like, Oh, it's in the grading process. Okay. Which part of it? Uh, I think they were doing a cleaning or some shit like that. Okay. So when do I get my book back? Two weeks. Okay. It did come back in two weeks. I will give them that. But they were so backlogged that I'll never go through CGC again. But what I will do is the alternative and they're much better people and they're cheaper. And and that's the CBCS.
0: Do they it's, add the value like the CGC though?
1: CGC never... Uh, oh, you mean add to the value of the book? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything that is graded will will escalate the price of the book depending on condition. If you got like a 1.5, it's not really going to jack it up too much. But if you have like a a 9.0 to a nine point, or you can go to a 10, I've only seen a couple tens in my life, like in in front of me, I've seen them online plenty store, but like in front of me, I've only seen maybe three tens and they were obscure fucking comics too. It was like red Sonja or some shit like that. It was fucking nuts. Um, but I would go through CBCS Uh, one, they're cheaper and their customer service is legit. Uh, They will send you, they will send you notifications every step of the way. If they move it from one room to another, you're going to know about it. And I think that's awesome. And a lot of people don't like CBCS because it's not CGC, but the CBCS, the guy that founded the company was one of the original people that started the CGC. So how does like a lot of people, like I said, shit on the CBCS because it's not CGC. It's the same fucking thing. These are professional graders. This is what they do for a living. How does that, how does that uh, diminish the value because it, it doesn't have CGC on it? That's nuts.
0: Yeah, and this is what I'm saying. It's kind of just like everybody knows CGC. It's like wearing Nikes, isn't it? You put that Nike tick on a pair of sneakers and all of a sudden the price goes up $30. Right, right. It's exactly the same thing. You've got a company that make great comics just like CGC. But the value mm-hmm. might not increase the same amount as it would if it was a CGC graded comic. And I'm assuming they both have the same sort of guidelines when grading. Like, you're not going to grade a comic differently.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So it's just a load of bullshit, dude. I mean, if CB, what is it, CBCS? Yes. So if they're grading it and they're giving you a better service, then you should go with them all the time. Because you need to support companies like that that are all about the service rather than the conglomerate that just wants to fucking take your money and screw you over.
1: Right. You can get one book from CGC, like a modern book, graded for about 38 to $40. I forget the exact price. You can take it to CBCS and it's like $20. bucks. you are saving $18. You can get two books graded for the price of one at CGC
0: so why are people going to cgc just because it is cgc
1: because it's the name man it's the same reason like (laughs) like uh if you're wearing nike right and then you buy another pair of shoes that's champion or something like that or fila it's kind of like that
0: because i've got a few comics that i've looked at and thought you know what i'm gonna get this graded but then i have to ship it and i've just always thought no because once it's sealed I can never read it again and I get it I can read it online or whatever but I never bought it to make money but
1: well that that's why I had a when I got my killing joke graded by the way I sold it I don't even own it anymore um <laughs> I sold it I sold killing joke the graded copy for a copy of first ocean master and second appearance of black mana. It's that Epic cover where he's holding Aquaman above his head. And it's like the big Aquaman letters. It's I'll I'll send it to you. It's Nick Cardi art. It's amazing. Um, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. And, and I lost my train of thought.
0: I was saying I've never graded one because I didn't want to sell them.
1: Oh yeah. And, and what you can do is, is cause I had my killing joke graded. I had a reader copy because they made six different printings of that of the Killing Joke, and I had like a fourth printing or something like that. So I had I was able to still read it, but the the first the uh, the first printing was sealed away. You can take them out, but the whole as soon as you crack the case, the void or uh, the war um the grading is void.
0: Yeah, as soon fuck as that! Air- I'm not paying like thirty, forty dollars to have a grading done to then void it just because I want to read it one more time.
1: Yep. As soon as you crack the seal on it, game over. You have to get it regraded. And, uh, and they recommend that you get it graded, um, regraded every 10 years. Don't ask why. If I mean, it's sealed I, I in a it.
0: box. It shouldn't change.
1: That's true. But if you have it like displayed somewhere, like in your living room, and you got sunlight coming in all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there are things that can affect it. You know, weather happens, flooding happens. You know, shit happens. So, but I mean, if I'm sealing it, if I'm doing it, it's one time, done deal. Okay, it'll be a nine point whatever forever.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Fuck, am I paying you all the time? That's just redoing. You're repaying them to grade the exact same thing. Fuck that. Yep.
1: Yep. Although, although uh, my co-host got his um his first infinity or not infinity gauntlet. Um, he got a first appearance of Thanos and Drax, the destroyer got a hell of a deal on it. I mean, it it, it wasn't a good copy. Like I think, uh, it came back a 1.5. Like it was, it was a pretty stepped on copy, but still, you know, it was a complete book. And so he got it signed by Jim Starlin who created Thanos and Drax, the destroyer, but it wasn't on the grading notes. And we had CBCS come and witness the signature, Okay, so they're there, watching Jim sign this thing, and Jim Starlin taking it out of the bagging board. <laughs> he ripped the fucking staple out of it.
0: Oh no, man!
1: Yeah, so it was—it wasn't a big deal because you know, you know, Jim did it. You know, Jim's a good guy, and um, so, but it wasn't on the grading notes like Jim fucked up. I, I thought that would have been a nice touch. You know, you witnessed him <laughs> fucking up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this would have been a six, but Jim fucked up, and now it's a 1.5.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, Jim Starlin, uh, if you ever get to meet him at a con or anything like that, super duper nice, super duper approachable, will talk your ear off. Highly recommend it.
0: It's getting a good con by us. I mean, we have Comic-Cons, but the guests are, like, trash. Like, you have to go to London to get any decent chance of a guest, and I avoid London at all times. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um yeah uh, i always see like wizard world and stuff like that going over there um I mean, but
0: check. uh do we have a couple of cons there's one like a 35 minute drive from my house it's just a guessing never worth actually traveling that far for and 35 minutes right. isn't far you know let me have a look now i want to do some research you tell us all about this lovely new car that you've had you've had it for a week now how's it treating you
1: uh it's treating me just fine love the sunroof Love it! Um, I can start my car from my phone. I found that out. Is I get, it good the, or I get bad? the. It's a good thing for when it like. <laughs> uh, I can have my car the the seat warmers turn on. The air is cli- uh, the car is climate controlled. So if I set it at like seventy five when I start the car the next morning, it's going to be seventy five when I get in the car. So I like that. My seat's nice and warm. The steering wheel's heated too.
0: Oh, I'd like that. That'd mean a lot. Yeah. Okay, we don't yeah. have any guests at the moment um, for the Birmingham one because it's not for another six and a half months.
1: Okay, yeah. Normally, because um, I know Baltimore Comic Con, uh, they announce guests like like the day after the Comic Con is over the previous year. It's fucking crazy. Uh, but but a lot of times, you know, life happens, and a lot of those guests won't appear, like Mike McNola was supposed to be there two years ago. I was super fucking hyped, man. I'm like, fucking dude that created Hellboy in the whole Hellboy universe, that's awesome. And, you know, life got in the way, okay. George Perez, uh, before he started having his um, serious health issues, um, and he's retired now, so, you know, good luck seeing him at a con or anything. Uh, he was supposed to be there, life got in the way. Uh, there was a lot of um, different people that were supposed to be there didn't show up. And then by the time the con came around, there was like maybe three people I wanted to meet. And it started off at like 20. And it just kind of, you know, this guy canceled, this girl canceled, you know. So I, I stopped getting hyped for the guest list until like a week before the show. And then I'll start getting hyped.
0: Yeah, it's finding out as well. Like, um, I want to know before I buy the tickets that I'm at least going to have the opportunity to meet one or two decent sized names i'm not asking for them to be fucking kirkman or no one like that but at least somebody that i'm going to be able to get to sign a comic that they had a hand in designing or writing
1: yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of a lot of artists and um like i met ed mcginnis and ed mcginnis is one of my favorite artists period like his run on uh batman superman they did a team up book and it went 87 issues i want to say Yeah, I think I'm right on that. And it was amazing. He didn't do the entire run, but the first, like, do you remember the DC animated movie, uh, Public Enemy?
0: I do. I do.
1: Okay. Well, that was based on the Batman Superman uh, team up book. Uh, They also did um, Apocalypse. And that's when Supergirl uh, became, like, Dark Side's Herald or whatever the hell it was. Uh, That was an animated movie. Uh, So they took a couple of these stories and. made them into animated movies, but it was an amazing run. It had Ed McGinnis doing the art and Jeff Loeb writing. And that is a killer fucking team. I highly recommend that series to anybody because there is a guaranteed story for anybody.
0: I want to, I just want new comics to read. I'm following this run for at the moment, uh, but I, I'd like to have a deceased. Now you've told me that that's going to be the next modern Damn. set that i start collecting i started on I'm batman gonna. metal but it's just too fucking expensive bro uh
1: give it a year or two and it'll drop down the hype train will die down you know just give it time that's sometimes that's what you got to do i mean um one of my favorite uh comic characters is crossbones and because he had two minutes in captain america civil war his book shot up to like 45 dollars It's fucking crazy. And then I waited a year. And guess what, buddy? I have near mint. And I swear if I got them graded, they would be 9.8. Both of them. I got the cameo and first appearance. And I got them for like 10 bucks for both of them. Just wait it out, man. That's the best advice that I can give to you. So if you want to read metal, like you really want to read it, get the trades for now. And if you're around like the comic shop in like a year or two and you see it on the shelf,
0: pick it up. Cause where do they get their back issues from? This is what I've never understood. So if I'm going through their their lung boxes, and I've seen everything there, how come they're gonna have new ones next time I go? This is what I've never understood. Like older issues,
1: uh, people bring in collections, and they'll sell their entire collections. Or you know, you know, I have this first appearance of uh, amazing or uh, Spider Man i like to sell it and then they'll sell it. That's how they get the new books in. Problem is, is that when they buy it, they're they're going to buy it at a very discounted rate. You're not going to get book value at a comic shop because, you know, they're trying to make money too. So, you know, you can go in and say, well, it's selling on eBay for, for two grand. Well, they're not going to give you two grand. You might walk away with 800, maybe.
0: Okay. But that's okay. how they do it. Yeah, because they've got. So a show, I mean, it's not like they're making tons of cash, are they? Any comic book shops?
1: Uh, there are a few successful ones around the country. Um, I know for a fact the Collectors Corner is one of them. Um, Midtown, of course, being the big daddy, and uh, that one in uh, Arizona. It's the biggest. It's like a warehouse full of back issues that you can order online. It's, fucking, it's like the biggest comic storage thing, like collection, supposedly, in the world. So, yeah. I mean, there are a few successful ones, uh, but comic shops generally, they're not cash generators. You're not going to go and buy a Bentley running a
0: comic shop. No, it's because you love it and you want to work in it. I mean, I've even considered opening a comic store, but you need, you need collateral to get started. It's true, yeah. I mean to order one month's run of comics you need to put a minimum of three grand down
1: yeah and that's just from one distributor Uh, that's just getting it from Diamond yeah
0: yeah it's from Diamond yeah it's three grand and you have to buy it up to two months in advance so that's six grand
1: the the owner of Diamond uh, he has a he has a museum in Baltimore it's called the Giuseppe's uh, I think it's like Giuseppe's Pop culture museum or some crazy shit. He owns a lot of things, dude. He owns an Action Comics number one. No. Like, yes, he does. It's in a glass case. And and if he's there, he'll take it out and let you hold it. He'll let you touch it.
0: He doesn't need to work if he owns that comic.
1: He owns Diamond, dude. He doesn't need to work. He Every comic distributor goes through Diamond, at least in the U.S., they all no, go through diamond. Here.
0: It's the same here. You ha- the only option you have is diamond.
1: Right. Um, back in the day, they used to have, um, you could get uh, uh, subscriptions. So you would get the books directly from Image or directly from Marvel or DC or whomever. But after a while, it was just cheaper for Marvel and DC to just go through diamond. That way they had a middleman. They did, They were saving money this way. So and to this day no one can touch diamond.
0: They must make an absolute killing.
1: Absolutely. And he doesn't just own that uh diamond. He owns a couple different businesses that are pretty successful, dude. He doesn't need to open that museum, but he has all this stuff and he wants to share it with the world by all means, dude. Uh, and I'm talking like not just comics, but like I think he has a DeLorean that he parks outside Don't like fuck the back about to the future it. one. No. He parks it outside, dude. Um, <laughs> it, it's all kinds of pop culture shit, so it's not just comics there. It's incredible to see. If you're a, if you ever come to Baltimore, we'll go. It's only like it's like twelve bucks to walk around the entire museum, and it takes like like two or three hours to go through the whole thing.
0: I know, but earlier it's in pretty... this podcast, I said I weren't ever going to come to Baltimore, and now you've completely changed my fucking mind. So can you get me a <laughs> bulletproof vest?
1: Yeah, I'll get you that. I get you that. yeah, I got you.
0: Kevlar is pretty <laughs> cheap, right? <laughs> uh I don't know. I hope so.
1: Yeah. But uh yeah, but he will show you the action comics number one. He'll let you touch it, smell it, whatever you want to do. Besides, yeah, I'm coming it, to Baltimore.
0: I'm I'm gonna look at flight pl- flight prices right fucking now. We're gonna do a live <laughs> fucking podcast from there. Bear with me. I'm oh, serious, wow. I'm looking at flight prices right now. What's the Baltimore <laughs> airport?
1: Uh BWI. B- Baltimore, B- Washington. H- Baltimore, X- Washington International.
0: BWI.
1: I, I think he's serious, folks.
0: Yeah, I'm deadly serious. <laughs> uh three hundred and fifty-four pounds. Return. Is that good? Uh it's about R- the same as R- it's a little bit more expensive than a flight to LA.
1: How the fuck is that possible? I
0: know, It's right? closer. <laughs> I can fly to Los Angeles for three hundred pounds, which is about three hundred and forty dollars, and that's a return flight.
1: Jesus Christ! To just have you fly into Virginia, and we'll drive up to Baltimore. It's only three hours.
0: Yeah, we can go so, in the new car. Yeah, dude. We can. <laughs> I'll start it when I'm in. When I'm in the air, we'll get on the planes Wi-Fi, and I'll turn it on. So it's like fucking Kit right from Knight Rider.
1: Yeah. Essentially, yeah, it's, a, it it's a, not a smart car. Not to me.
0: Does it fight but crime?
1: It um, po- uh, it's a possibility that when I'm sleeping, it does.
0: But does it fight that, crime that. like Kit, or does it fight crime like Optimus Prime?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't buy the package for it to be Optimus Prime, but uh, so I'll just say Kit.
0: Oh, man, I would love to meet a Transformer.
1: Yeah, especially Blackout love the meat blackout that way i'd have a helicopter bitch.
0: we're gonna <laughs> bitch we're gonna paint blackout the helicopter yeah so that's is gonna that end that, that episode that's how we're gonna is end
1: a, that you, is that what you wanted to sing the whole episode because you told me before we started that that's what you wanted to sing
0: no i'm just i just like to sing dude i like to burst into song this one's been quite um A reasonable podcast by our standards. With there's been no um no sugar dicks really. There's uh, we've actually we referenced the
1: sugar dick. We referenced
0: it. We did reference it, but we didn't go into too much detail about um gobbling penises. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's been solid content. We've had a good time. I hope everybody listening has had a good time.
1: I hope it was informative because I thought I kind of rambled for a while there. But I get going about comics and games and shit like that. And I just go. I don't shut up.
0: I enjoy talking to you about all sorts of different things. So I think we're doing well. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Now we got this, dude. We got this. This was episode four. By episode 10, we're going to be fucking amazing. People are going to pay to listen to us.
1: You said you weren't going to say that it was episode
0: four. If people are still listening at this point, then they deserve to know.
1: Why wouldn't they be? I just gave him an encyclopedia of information for over the last
0: hour. <laughs> Actually, it's been 59 minutes and 22 seconds.
1: No, I need an hour.
0: This is why we're still talking. We've got 24... Yeah. seven. My maths has gone. It's like one thirty in the morning here. We've got 30 <laughs> seconds. Just talk for 30 seconds.
1: So, fuck Mike Tyson. Not the real Mike Tyson, because I'm afraid that he might punch me in the face and decapitate me. Um, (laughs) If you ever saw The Hangover, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, I will defeat Mike Tyson. Listen to me now. I will defeat Mike Tyson before I die. And if I don't, I will be reincarnated like a fucking phoenix, and I will burn the fucking earth until I defeat (laughs) Mike Tyson.
0: Has anybody ever defeated him in the history of the game?
1: Yes, plenty of people have. I'm just not one of the few.
0: I'm disappointed with you, man.
1: I I got life goals, man. Okay, I don't have very many left, but that's one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, you've been listening to Painting Helicopters. Ray's gonna go and try and beat Tyson. We'll give you um an update on how this has gone next week. Catch you soon.
1: The same as been the last thirty years. <laughs>